if you get a lot of objections, anything except for I don't have the money, right? Because you can't put money in their pocket. That's the only thing you should be hearing. That's the only kind of objection you should be hearing is I don't have the money. You shouldn't get a whole lot of objections. If you get a lot of objections, it's because you lost the frame somewhere. Yo, what up, what up? It's your man, Brandon Carter, and you are listening to the Victory Talk Podcast. This is the podcast where we show you how to build your money, muscle, and mindset. I give you the lessons that I learned over my career building several multi-seven-figure businesses, and every once in a while, I bring in my successful multi-millionaire friends to teach you their lessons as well. No matter what podcast platform you're tuning into, make sure you follow us there because we are dropping new content every day that's going to help you succeed. Now, let's get into today's episode. I think that being a salesperson is the best job in the world. If you have to get a job, this is the best job. And if you want to be an entrepreneur in any capacity, you still need to master sales in order to sell your product or service, right? Because if you're not making sales, you ain't got a business. You got a motherfucking hobby. I want to show you how you can become a master salesman, how I've made millions of dollars doing sales and how my business makes multiple millions of dollars per year and how I train my sales team and how you can become one of the top salespeople in your company or even in your industry. If you follow these rules, you may be thinking, hey, man, why should I listen to this guy? Mainly because over the last few years, I've built multiple eight figure businesses and the majority of them have had sales teams that I've trained. I've also trained other people's sales teams in the past. And I'm going to share with you some of the lessons I learned. Hopefully you can apply them to your business or your sales career. Start getting some of this bread, man. Start making some of this money. Let's start with why sales is the best job in the world. So let's just say you got a regular J-O-B. Let's say someone else has their own business. A job is cool because you have less responsibility, but, you know, it's typically less lucrative, <laughs> less lucrative endeavor because the guy who has his own biz, he hired you and he's going to pay you as little as possible. So his company is more profitable. <laughs> he's going to pay you as little as the Department of Labor will allow. I know that because that guy is me. Unless you're really good, like my cameraman and my video editor, those guys I pay top dollar because they're the best. So the good things about having a job, to have a job is, is less responsibility, but usually less income. The good thing about having a business is, hey, man, if it works, <laughs> if it works, it's more lucrative. You're going to make way more money, right? Because you can pay yourself. However, it's a lot more responsibility, especially when you start having employees and stuff. Having employees like having a child, right? But it's worse because you can't beat your employees. It's like you'll have a whole army of them. I got 36 fucking employees. It's like having 36 children. I mean, not my video guys. They're the best. They're self-sufficient. It's like they raised me. <laughs> but I'm talking about everyone else. You guys are cool, man. Love y'all. So it's a lot of responsibility. Plus, it's a lot of risk. Like over 80% of businesses fail. Would you buy a car if 80% of them exploded? Like, would you get on a plane if 80% of planes fucking crashed? You got to be half crazy to even get into that. Having a sales job is the sweet spot where you can actually make a lot more money because you're paid off what commission, but you don't have to worry about all the stuff the business owner has to worry about. The business owner has to worry about the marketing. 
He's got to worry about the quality of the product or service. He's got to worry about customer service. He's got to worry about all the employees. He's got to worry about budgets and all this other shit. Sales guy, he just sells that shit, goes home. Doesn't fucking matter what happens. <laughs> there was times when I was building my, my first business and you know I was just struggling. There was times where I had to pay everyone else but I couldn't pay myself. There wasn't enough for me to pay myself and I had to pay everyone else on the team, right? They got to make their money. And I used to fantasize sometimes about just quitting this shit, man. It's going selling Nissans, man. Whatever happens to that car when it leaves the lot is none of my business. As soon as I sell one of them cars, that shit could fucking explode. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, I didn't make that shit. My name's not Brandon Nissan. I just fucking sold that shit. I'm out. Give me my commission. I'm out, ho. I digress. You get benefits that are similar to being an entrepreneur without the responsibility or headache of being an entrepreneur and without the associated risk. There's some risk because you're going to get paid on commission. So you got to eat what you kill. But it's not risk where like the whole fucking organization is dependent on your performance. I think it's the best job in the world. There's some months where I, have, I pay my sales team more than I pay myself. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> they just sold so much. It's like, hey, man, hey, you earned it, homie. You earned it, homie. Because as an entrepreneur, you get paid the leftovers, right? You get paid out of the fucking the profit, what's left over. Sometimes it ain't as much left over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just depends on how you're running your shit. I'm going to show you some of my sales team data for some of my teams so you know that you can fucking listen to your boy. So here's our, our sales team dashboard for the month of June this year. So as you can see, net commissions, that's how much money the sales team brought in. This is uh, total commissions they were paying this month. So that month, paying out $61,000. And as you can see, I got fucking four salespeople. Four, only, only four salespeople, right? I don't want to show everybody. I don't want to show how much they're making, right? But some got more than others because some are better than others or they sold better than us that month. But, you know, divide that by four. You can imagine how much they're getting. And we have all the data to show you. Just want to show you our shit is legit. A lot of people will see that and they still might not believe it. Whatever. It's cool, man. <laughs> I ain't just buying Richard Mill, Cartier bracelets, APs and shit with like imaginary money. Nigga. All right. Anyway, there's two things you got to master to be an A-list salesperson. Number one is mindset. Number two is skills. And they're two different things. First, we'll go into skills and then we'll go into mindset. So first, you got to have a rock solid script. Then you got to put in the hours and then you got to have data. Let's dig into each one of these. So first, you got to have a solid script. Now, if you work for a good company, then they'll have a script that's proven that they'll send to you. If you don't, then you got to come up with your own script. I'll show you how to do it. So with my scripts, they kind of look like this. And, and here, here's the key. It's not necessarily a script. It's more like a skeleton, like a framework. And you can wrap any product or service around it. This is also very similar to what I teach my students who I teach to build their online fitness business because I teach them to sell over Zoom or over the phone. And uh, it's, very, it's very similar I've made literally millions of dollars with this script. So let's get into it. It'll look something like this. This is how I like to do it, right? Some people, when they when they have their sales script, they start off with like the pain. They want to bring the pain and find out what the pain is. But not me. Me, I like to start with 
when I'm talking to the prospect, I like to start with the vision, like seeing what they're trying to accomplish. Like really, like what what is this motherfucker really trying to accomplish? And we make it like really big. For example, if I'm selling some sort of service, I'm like, hey, if we were having this conversation like a year from now, what would have had to happen for you to feel really happy with the results? And then he starts, homie gets to telling me, what to make him real happy. First of all, you got to make sure that you get them real clear on it. Because they, they might say, for example, if I'm selling fitness stuff, because I've sold a lot in the gyms, you know, being a, a personal trainer is like a glorified sales job. If I'm at, talking to somebody about a, their fitness goal, they'd be like, oh, I just want to get in good shape. That's not fucking good enough. Like, what exactly does that mean? Like, how much weight would you have to lose? Or how much muscle would you have to build? And I try to get them to get real specific about that shit. And then we get as specific as possible. And it's like, okay, man, and uh, what made you pick that goal? Because after... After they have the vision, we want to get the emotion out of them, right? Like, how's that going to make you feel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how's that going to make you feel? So like, let's say, it. so if you lost that t- those 10 pounds, what kind of effect would that have on your life if you were able to accomplish that? And what, I, what I'm going for is something I call thing, effect, emotion. So the thing is, boom, I want to, I want to get lose 10 pounds, let's just say. How would that impact your life? How would that change things for you? Oh man, you know, then I'd just be able to fit in my clothes better. I'd be able to um, maybe live longer, set a better example for my kids, all this stuff right there. And that's the effect. That's what, that's the effect of the thing. And I'm like, man, whoa, man, that sound, those are some great goals, man. If you were able to set that better example for your kids, man, how, how do you think that'll make you feel? And then I get to the motion, right? And I'll, I'll probably dig deep on all of them. Man, if you were able to lose that pounds and that man, you, you said you would have more energy, man. Um, what would be the best part about that? I try to get a real emotional response from them. Does that make sense? I ask them what, what they're trying to accomplish, what effect that's going to have on their life and how that effect is going to impact them emotionally. Thing affect emotion. That's what I'm trying to get out of the vision. Matter of fact, let me move that in here. Thing affect emotion. I go as deep as possible. Like I'll probably spend a lot of time here, more time than most people here, right? All right, man. And it doesn't matter what we're talking about. If I'm selling fucking, let's say I'm selling thought repellent. I'm talking to him a baller. And if he asks me, hey man, tell me more about pop thought repellent. First of all, here's another rule of selling. I don't let them ask me fucking questions. Like if they start asking me questions, I throw this shit right back at them. So it, it, whatever I'd be like well I don't know if this is the right product for you actually I mean I'd have to ask you more questions like um what exactly are you trying to get out of thought repellent like why, why do you think it might be right for you and then he'll say oh man you know these hoes is all on me man and they they trying to get pregnant and they, they want they want to have my black babies you know what I'm saying and lock me down and then and then take and then marry me divorce me take half my money and uh child support mm. Mm, well, what would you like to happen? Because he might start off negative. First, I want to build a big vision. Like, all right, so if you were able to like stop that from happening, how would that impact your life? I took what he said and I made that the the thing. And now I'm going the opposite for the effect. Like, how would that affect your life? Because I want to be in a vision. I want to get him happy. And you'll see why in a minute. Oh man, if I didn't have to worry about these thoughts trying to get pregnant, man, I'd be, I don't know, I'd be able to freely like move about the planet, man, without having to watch my back and not having to worry about accidentally having some more black babies. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Cool, cool. And um, what would be the best part about that? Right. Or some, something to get him the emotion. Oh man, I just be so more confident. That's just an example. What I'm going for though, here's important. When I'm in the vision, I'm going for a visible or audible state change, like his state of mind. I want to hear excitement in his voice or see it on his face. So that's something we really train our salespeople with. Cause I train all my sales teams. It's like, 
I train them on their ability to detect emotion from someone they're talking to and detect state changes. So we want to get them super, super excited. And thing effect emotion is the best uh, framework I've found to, to accomplish that. I invented it or I stole it. I don't remember, but I think I invented it. All right. So we got them as excited as, as we really, I want to see a clear, visible state change. I want them super excited. I want to see it on their face and or hear it in their voice. Then I'll be like, tell me what's going on now. And what I want to do here is I want to snatch them out of fucking heaven. Motherfucker, you ain't in heaven. Shit ain't going good for you. Get the fuck out of there. Most salespeople do the opposite. They want to start with like the pain. I think that if you start with the vision and you, then you bring them in the pain, then I think it's more impactful because the contrast if you just start with pain that's fine but if you were in like a make-believe heaven and you were actually like feeling it and experiencing it in your mind and i snatched you the fuck out of there that's gonna feel worse like you ever been having like a really good dream really good dream that you found out it wasn't real and you wake up it's like now you're just in regular life but it feels worse it hasn't happened in a long time but every once in a while i have a dream that like i'm doing something with my dad we just hanging out and then i wake up oh fuck my dad's dead and I'm sad, but like it's regular life. Regular life seems worse than the dream, but regular life on its own is fine. So if I put them into regular life, I want it to be worse than the dream. That makes sense? It's psychological, the contrast. If you don't understand it, it's cool. You're just not smart enough. Here's where we start revealing the pain. But here's the thing. You don't create the pain. I want them to talk about the pain they're feeling because they're talking to me for a reason. I'm not like knocking on doors and shit. Like, you know, we put out ads and we bring people who have a problem that we can solve. If you have a problem that you can solve, the pain is there. All we're doing here is to get them to talk about it. And we're doing the same thing. We're doing thing affect emotion with the pain. We're doing thing affect emotion again. What I mean is like, after we got the vision, he wants to lose 10 pounds. The effect, kids will stop bullying his son because his dad's so fat. The, the emotion is, man, he'll probably be able to bond with his kids or whatever. He'll feel happy, more confident, you know, all, the, all that, all that bullshit. And then the pain is like, I mean, so tell me more about your, like, what's going on now in your life? How's it been affecting you and your family? So we already know what the thing is, so we don't have to ask for it, right? He's fucking fat. But then once he tells me, oh man, you know, my son's getting bullied because he got a fat dad. My wife don't want to have sex with me, man. She's always fucking masturbating to Brandon Carter videos. And it makes me feel like less of a man. We don't have the same connection. And then I'm like, hmm, I imagine that that can be discouraging, huh? Or that's, that's and he'll be like, yeah, in what, in what way? Tell me more about that. I get the emotion out of him, get him to talk about the thing, the effect emotion of the pain as well. Does that make sense? And then we go into the roadblocks. All right, man, so in your opinion, what's been preventing you, slowing you down, or really stopping you from like, accomplishing that goal and so he goes on a roadblock he might say oh man my diet i don't know what to eat again we're doing it again thing affect emotion you know i i don't know what to eat to lose fat i don't know what the diet is tell me more about that confusion like we get them to expand on the emotion because to be clear the decision they make is going to be an emotional decision they're going to use logic to to back it up or to execute it but they're going to make an emotional decision so you got to really like dig into the emotions and here's the thing we're not fucking making them feel worse he already feels bad. The problem is he's been fucking masking this pain for so fucking long. He's like, oh, I'm just a little fat. You know what motherfuckers do. I ain't so bad. Oh, I'm not as fat as I could be. I ain't dying, right? Or they mask it with video games, drugs, casual sex. You know, the shit you do, man, to justify being fat. But we want him to stop doing that for one goddamn minute <laughs> so we can fucking take his money and help him. Get as many fucking roadblocks as you can. 
out of me. And the thing affect emotions. Uh, this is where I spend most of my time in the roadblock section. So just think about having from an emotional standpoint. He's feeling great when he was imagining this fucking place he can be in. Then we brought him, nigga, you ain't in heaven. Get the fuck out of there. Stop fucking imagining shit was good. Tell me how bad shit sucks. Now tell me why your ass can't fix it on your own. <laughs> you tell me why you haven't been able to fix your problem without help. That's really what I'm doing in the roadblock. He's going to tell me what his problem is and he's going to tell me why he has not been able to fix it alone. Well, if he can't fix it alone, what does that mean? It means he needs some motherfucking help. Now, mind you, you should just be asking questions here. So he should be doing 80% of the talking, at least. And we record ourselves calls and we have like software that records them because uh, legally it's something you got to do. And also the software tells me what percentage my sales guys are talking versus listening. And I only want, I want, I want them fucking listening 80% of the time. I want the other motherfucker talking 80% of the time. That's the key to sales. You're really just asking questions. So he's telling you about the roadblocks. And then you want to do a, a quick recap. All right, man, do you mind if I like kind of summarize what you what you told me just to make sure I have a clear understanding of your situation, man? Is that cool? All right, cool. All right, man. So sounding like you want to lose about 20 pounds because you know, if you were able to do that, you feel better, you look better, um, you'd be more confident, man. And you, you know, your wife would, will like love you again, you know, and your kids will stop like laughing at you and they'd stop getting making fun of because they got a fat dad, you know, and, and you, you feel like you'd finally be proud of them. But most of all, I think you remember you saying something like you'd be, you'd be proud of yourself. Does that, that sound about right? And you should be taking notes while they're talking too. They don't mind it. Like you don't even have to hide it or nothing. In fact, they appreciate if you're taking notes when you're talking. So Take notes and say this shit back in their own words. However, now, man, it's like you got overweight, man. It seems like you've been getting fatter and fatter each year. You know, um, it's really fucking up your self-esteem. Like to the fact, you know, you say you're depressed and it's fucking up your kids. Self-esteem because they're getting made fun of at school. You said people throwing fucking food at them at lunch. Ah, fat. You got a fat daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then your wife, man, she just like... She, she used to hide the fact that she was beating off the Brandon Carter videos, right? She used to hide it, but now she'll just do it like in your face. <laughs> and she'll, you know, I think you remember, I think I remember you saying something like, she said, ooh, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna I'm look at a real man. Then she gets the DJing, thick it, thick it. DJing on her vagina, thick it, thick it, thick it. You haven't been able to really accomplish this, man, because your diet is all fucked up. You don't know what to eat, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're just going to repeat it back to him. He should be like, yo, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, of course, because you said everything he said, right? So you got the recap. Then I usually say something like, all right, man, so um, where do you want to go from here, man? And then it was like, oh, man, can you tell me how to fix the problem? You know, like, all right, uh, and no problem. You don't have to do that. Some sales guys are weird about me saying about saying that. So you could just say, all right, man, would it be helpful if I showed you how I helped other clients? Solve problems like yours. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Remember, we got. I told you to get as many of these roadblocks as possible. Then you give him prescription testimonials. Let me explain. This is where the money is. A prescription testimonial is you take one of the fucking roadblocks he has. And it's got to be true, right? So you got to have testimonials for this to work. He'll be like, all right, man. So I remember you saying you don't know what to eat. And that's caused you to just eat fucking anything because, you know, you're just really confused. And then... You feel bad about yourself because you feel like you're not on the right path, but it's really just the knowledge you need to accomplish your goal. And, and you know, the lack of knowledge about food, that seems to be the biggest problem for you right now. Is that right? 
And he'll say, yeah, because it's exactly what he told you before. He said, all right, so what I do for my clients is I give them a custom meal plan and a custom workout plan made just for them. I had a client named Lorenzo. He had similar problems as you and similar structure. He wanted to lose 10 pounds and he had the same problem. So what we did was I sat down with Lorenzo. I asked him, what were his favorite foods? What kind of stuff did he really enjoy? And I also asked him what kind of foods that he totally hates that it would like really make things more difficult for him if they were in his diet. And I made a meal plan for him that would help him accomplish his goals that incorporated some of the foods that he really liked along with some of the cheap meals because he liked ice cream stuff the same way that your fat ass do. And I, I incorporated it in his diet in a way that would help him accomplish his goals, but he could still enjoy some of the foods uh, that he that he liked with moderation. He was able to take that meal plan and I kept him accountable every day to make sure he followed it. You know, I hit him up every day and I gave him a way to track it so we I can actually see what he's eating every day. And then, you know, on days when he hit it, I was encouraging him. If he had a problem, he could text me. It took him a little while to use to, but he finally, you know, started to get in the groove. Then he lost like 20 pounds in 90 days. I did the opposite of the thing. I gave him the opposite effect. And then now I give him the opposite emotion of what he had. And what that really did was help him accomplish those goals because it took away all the confusion. It took away all the guesswork. He had somebody right there for him, mapping out his meal plans for him. So he didn't even have to think about it, but it was catered towards him. And if he ever was confused, he knew I was just one text message away. He just hit me up and I let him know. Uh, and this allowed him to really stay on track and accomplish his goals, man. He told me the other day, man, it's, it's funny, man. He hit me up and he was like, man, you know, I was able to fit into one of my old suits that, you know, me and my wife had on our first anniversary, man. She was like so proud of me. We went out. The e man, if it really feels like the love is back in our relationship, man, it's amazing. And he like it was really, he was really excited. He almost teared up, man. But I don't know, bro. It's like, does that sound like that might be what you're looking for? It's the exact opposite thing affected emotion that he was having. There was this bad thing that was causing this bad effect. It was giving him bad emotion. I told him how I fixed that same thing for a client, gave him the exact opposite thing. They had the exact opposite effect and the exact opposite emotion. And I just said, hey man, does that sound like it might be what you're looking for or or not? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then, then here's, here's the beauty of it. Then I say something like, what, what makes you say that? <laughs> right, and get him to expand on that shit. Oh man, that's exactly what I need because I don't even know how to fucking do the shit. And if I had somebody there for me, mm, so you feel like that'll help you. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. You sure? Yeah, because I don't want to give you. Yeah, man, I know. Like, who's selling who at that point? You know, the whole trick is to get them to sell you. Like, you shouldn't be selling. <laughs> you should get them to sell you on giving you money. That's the fucking real key. You, you do that for each one of these problems, or at least the big ones, right? As many as you can get. Then when you're done with that, it's like, all right, man, so here's how it works. Then you handle any objections. I have tons of videos on how to ha handle objections here on YouTube. But here's the thing, you shouldn't get a lot of objections if you've done this right. You should know how to handle objections, but you should fucking not get a lot of objections. That's the key. So that's the script. That's gonna be the lion's share of your shit. But then you gotta practice. How do you get good? Well, one, you got to put in the hours. <laughs> you gotta put in the hours, bro. You gotta put in the hours. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna show you something. Here's how you master any skills to skill acquisition matrix. After a hundred hours, you should be, you're not bad. You're not bad. You know what I'm saying? It depends on how, how fast you wanna get good, right? You do four hours a day, you can do get that in a month, right? If you do one hour a day, it's gonna take you three months, right? This is super, you know, it's normal, three months, all right? Now, not bad does not mean good, right? If you want to get good, you need at least a thousand hours. And this goes for anything, almost anything. If you put in a thousand hours, you're going to be good. 
So it's like, you know, one hour a day, man, it's going to take you about 2.7 years to get good. This is why most salespeople suck. It's super hard to find good salespeople. So if you actually are good, one, they're going to go super hard to keep you. And man, if you get good at this shit, you'll never have to worry about money again. There's always somebody who's going to need to sell something. And, all, and sales, good salespeople are always in need. I mean, honestly, I, I'd put in that thousand hours if you put it, but it's going to take you, you know, an hour a day is going to take you a long time. I would go a little harder. I would go harder. You know what I'm saying? I would go hour. And then it goes up for there, but you need at least a thousand hours to be good. I've been doing sales since I was 16 in one form of it or another. And I, I trained my sales team too. You see, my sales team is out crushing it. So like, I don't know. These stats, motherfuckers ain't going to believe it. I know, but whatever. Fuck y'all. This is like uh, the no-show rate. The people who don't show up for calls, 15% is higher than I would like. Right here, this was important. Number of calls booked. So they're closing almost 60% of people they talk to. That's not normal for a fucking sales organization. And it's because I run my sales team a little different than, well, a lot different than most people do. Most people do the shit that like Grant Cardone Dome does, and so does uh, Hermosi talks about this too. And they got more money than me, so take this into account, right? Both of them got more money than me. What they do is they're always hiring and always firing. And like I heard Hermosi say this, and I know Cardone does this, they fire the bottom 10% regularly. Like every quarter, they fire the, the, top, the bottom 10% performance. So that means they're always hiring and always firing. I didn't want to run my business like that. Now, again, you might want to do that. They got more money than me. So take that into account. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just didn't want to run my organization like that. I just wanted a small group like Navy SEALs. Because I feel like when you run a, a business, a sales team like that, then it's kind of like you got an army and you're just sending everybody to the front lines and you're just hoping that too many of them don't die <laughs> and you win the fucking battle, right? But if you but if you got like a, a SEAL team or a fucking special forces, you're trying to go in there, fucking assassinate the fucking high value targets and then you're trying to bring everybody back alive, right? So like I, I train my, my guys that way too. And we're going to talk about training a little bit later. But all my guys got the hours. That's why. Like, all my guys got, we, we put in those hours, right? So you got to put in those hours. Another thing you need, though, is total immersion. So, you know, it was like 2019. I needed to make a lot of money. I can't tell you why. <laughs> I needed to make a lot of money fast. Because I didn't pay my taxes, man. <laughs> I didn't pay my taxes back in the day. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to pay them. <laughs> but, but I didn't pay them on purpose the years before because I was like, listen. That's a problem for future Brandon. <laughs> and then it was a problem for future Brandon. <laughs> like they, they fucking froze some of my accounts and they just took some money out. I was like, ooh, all right. So I was like, all right, well, fuck. I, I'm let me make that back and pay back the, the shit I need. So I just went hard selling. I was like, yo, just give me on the phones, man. I'm gonna be on all the phones. And uh, during this time, I developed what's called the total emergent strategy. So I wanted to be like really, really good. I was already good, but I want to take it to an, another level. And the total emergency strategy is, is how you do it. What you do is you get two pair of waterproof headphones. At the time I had the Beats Sports, the ones that wrapped around your ear, they went in the ear and they wrapped around. I had two pair of those. They got to be waterproof because you're going to always have one charging and always have one in the ear when you're not on a sales call and you're always going to be listening to sales trainings or sales audio books or just sales shit all the time. I mean, all the time. If you're not on a sales call, fucking your girl, <laughs> you need to be listening to sales training. When you're in the shower, when you're getting ready, like as soon as you wake up, as soon as you go to sleep, sales training, sales training, sales training. That's all you listen to. I would leave and go to CVS, go to the fucking store, go to lunch, Whatever it is, I'm listening to sales audiobooks the entire time. And what happens is 
you're so immersed in it. You're so immersed in it. After months of doing this shit, right? I did it like the whole year. What happens is, man, after a few months, it's, it's like it's in you, not on you, right? It's the difference between learning something and like fucking knowing something. You know what I'm saying? And I've never seen it fail. Because every time one of my sales guys, if the numbers start slipping, I pull them aside. I'm like, hey, man. Well, there's one of the things I'll talk about some of the other things I do later. But like, yo, man, you've been you've been doing total immersion? And be like, nah, I ain't doing yo, total immersion. Listen to him in the shower while you're shaving. And I still do a version of this now, only it's cr- uh, spread across different domains. But I'm always listening to audiobooks and or podcasts, learning something. But during this point, it was only sales shit. What sales book should I get? And that's what you may think. It doesn't matter. <laughs> fucking anything <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying and when you find a good one listen to it over and 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 over, and over again because you want it to be in you not on you in you not on you total immersion get and then then you get the hours time under time under tension and you fucking have a solid script and that's the skill part all right so the mindset so here's the, here's what's very important number one your life has to be right your whole life has to be right because there's two ways to make money. You can make money with your brain or you can make money with your muscles, like doing labor and shit, right? Sales job, you're really you're making money with your brain and you have to think and you have to be focused. And that means your fucking mind has to be on point. Your whole life has to be on point. And when I say life, I mean your 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 whole life. So let me just show you, let me show you how we do it with our sales team. This is like the whole team. It's not each one of them. I don't want to show everyone's individual shit. But we track how much they sleep, how much they meditate. We make them track their mood every day. Right. We track if they're working that if they're if they're tracking their macros. Right. Then somebody some of them are slipping on this shit. Bet you was the bottom performers. Right. If they're taking their supplements and if they're working out like we we track all of that shit, because if any of that shit slips up, there's going to be a dip in performance. All right, you can show, I'm not going to show his name, but he's he's fucking up the macro stats for sure. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? and the meditation stats. Uh, but, you know, but. On some real shit, his numbers his numbers do look solid this month. You know what I'm saying? He's closing 50% of the people he talked to. He's below average there. I still paid him $12,000 that month. You know what I'm saying? So, But if I go to somebody who's wasn't fucking up the shit, I go to the big homie. You know what I'm saying? All right. He's fucking up his macros a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. But it was a, it was like around the average. So that's, that's cool. Uh, his meditation was on point. It was above average. And his sleep was above average too. And his mood was above average because his life was right. He ain't got some bitch like yelling at him and shit or fucking fucking up the money, fucking up his mood all the time or he ain't got kids or nothing. No, he got a, his life is super calm. I, I know I know him because I talked to him. He worked out every time. He took his supplements every time. He meditated almost every time. Just the only time thing he, he kind of fucked up on. Look at his clothes rate. I know y'all, y'all might be thinking this, man, 80% close rate. What the fuck? Yo, I'm telling you, when you are elite, dude, like these are, those are the elite numbers. Like I told you, I don't want to have a fucking sales team of regular motherfuckers like you and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not normal because I I didn't I don't run my sales team like these other motherfuckers where they have, they fire in the bottom 10% every fucking quarter or something. I wanted an elite group of fucking assassins. So I've been training this dude. I've been training him in sales for fucking four years. And I've been training him outside of that for like 15 years, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like he's, somebody's been super close to me. But look, he made more money in the last two. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Uh, I paid him $17,000 uh, that month. You know, not bad. That's what it looks like when you're, when you're, doing, a, when you're doing all this shit. So you got to have your whole life right. So a lot of times when somebody's numbers start slipping, I pull them aside. I'm like, all right, what's going on in your life? What do we need to do? 
Like what, what's what's happening, man? Tell me. And a lot of times, it, 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 it it's some mental shit. It's mental shit, right? So we we do the the framework. It's uh the things that will will fuck up your brain or like take space in your head, live in your head rent free are conflicts and projects. Conflicts and projects. So a conflict is like either an internal conflict, like you're mad at yourself, or you have a conflict with another human. Issues you have, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like your bitch is tripping. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you got a dumb kid. <laughs> maybe you got a maybe your kid is doing something stupid. <laughs> maybe like uh fuck. Family tripping. It could be anything, right? And then a project, you'd be like, yo, you fucking moving. <laughs> it's like one of the worst things a fucking human can do is like move. And I know I used to work for a moving company, right? Uh, moving. Maybe you got a fucking car, planning, vacation. And these may not necessarily be bad things, but they're things that's taking, taking up like bandwidth in your, in, your, in your brain. We make a list of all the projects and conflicts going on in your life. And then we say we're either going to plan it, delegate it. Or are we going to say, fuck it, PDF, <laughs> you're going to plan, delegate or fuck it. And we just go through the list. Right. So it's, it's now we want more D's and F's pause. So bitch tripping, dump that hoe, stupid kid, <laughs> stupid kid. Maybe you got to plan that. Ugh. Right. Fam tripping. Yeah, you got decisions to make. I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do, man. If you me, fuck it. <laughs> they give fucking don't give me your problems, nigga. Moving, right? You all right, you maybe you gotta move, right? Move, buying a car. Uh, you know, maybe fuck it. I don't need a new car, right? Planning vacation, maybe you delegate it. You have somebody else fucking plan that shit. You just show up. And everything that has a plan, what we do is I tell hey, I want you how long do you think it would take you to plan it? Oh my hour, hour and a half. All right, cool. So I want you to put an hour and a half in your calendar. Go open your calendar, find an hour and a half block, and, and in that time you're gonna make a big plan for it. So we we plan when they're gonna plan it. And then everything else we fuck it. And then I'm like, all right, how do you feel now? And hundred percent of the time they say, man, I feel so much better. I feel so like so much lighter. You can do this at home. Do this at home. Pause this video. Then make a list of all your projects and conflicts. And then PDF. <laughs> PDF. And then all the P's, you should have fucking, don't have a whole lot of P's, nigga. Right? You, all the P's, you just think about how long it's going to take you to, to plan those things. And then put in your calendar time to plan those things. So that, that amount of time. And then in that time, you're going to just make a plan for it to, to solve it. I'm telling you, 100% of the time, they feel better. And 100% of the time, the sales uh, numbers improve. You can't do shit like that if you're firing the, the bottom 10%. Now, here's the thing. I'm not talking shit about Cardone and and and, and Hermosi and all those guys. Certainly not. They got way more money than me. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. I'm just saying how I want to run my business. But what they're doing is like, it's effective. Is They're making like fucking mad money, bro. So you got to have your whole life right in order. And you just want things calm, right? And that, But also, part of that is like the guy who had the highest clothes right, he, he meditated almost every day. Right, because this is a mental game. When you got your life right, the other mindset you got to have is the prize frame. The prize frame. This is very important. First of all, for this to work, your product has to be good. You can't be out here selling bullshit. It's going to be super hard. You got to have the frame where you're interviewing them. You know what I'm saying? Because really, once you get through the script, 
you don't want to have objections. If you get a lot of objections, anything except for I don't have the money, right? Because you can't put money in their, in their pocket. That's the only thing you should be hearing. That's the only kind of objection you should be hearing is I don't have the money. You shouldn't get a whole lot of objections. If you get a lot of objections, it's because you lost, you lost the frame somewhere. I learned this from my father, right? You can put this in perspective. My father, he was an orphan. He didn't know his mom is dead. Southside Chicago, motherfucking gang leader and shit. And he didn't even graduate from high school, man. He, he got his GED eventually. And when I was born, he was super broke. I got sent away to military school because I got in some trouble, you know what I'm saying? Fights, skipping school, shootouts, you know, normal kid shit. And by the time I was like out of high school, though, he started making money when I was in military school. He was making $3 million a year. Adjusted for inflation, that would have been $8 million in today's money, right? And he did all the sales for his business. Like he kind of set the business up where everybody else did everything else and he just focused on sales, right? Again, if you know my story, he lost that. He lost the money by the time I was out of college. I didn't experience any of the wealth. He shot himself in the head and then I had to start all over from him. I learned how to sell from him. And what he used to always say is like, man, yo, the reason people suck at sales is because they're trying to convince the person to buy. What you need to do is ask them questions until they ask you to buy. There's a mind frame shift, right? But you got to have the prize frame to do that. So if you look at the way I wrote my script, it's like, they're doing most of the talking and you don't really talk. You don't really even talk about your product until you get to the, the prescription testimonials. And the only thing you say about your product is how it would help them solve their fucking problems, <laughs> right? Where it's all about the roadblocks that are causing them all this pain. You're just going to tell them how, how you tell, you, you don't even tell them how you're going to help them do it. That's important. You don't tell them how you're going to help them do it. You tell them it's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. Um, you tell them how you've helped people like them solve the same problems they have. And then you ask them, hey, does that sound like the type of shit you're into, bro? Imagine some guy comes up to you and some guy, you're talking to your homie and he's like, oh man, my bitch is always tripping. She's always yelling. We don't have sex. She don't never give head, you know? Um, and you're like, man, no, it doesn't have to be like this, that, man. You know, this, matter of fact, I hooked my boy up. With this one girl, man, she loves giving head. <laughs> it's like her favorite thing to do, man. She loves it more than like than ice cream. And no one has ever heard her complain about anything in the history of the world. <laughs> She'd never be tripping, man. Um, she got a sister just like that. Would you want me to introduce you to her? Of course, I'm, I'm just saying because it's exactly the same thing you want. He'd be like, yeah, I want to meet her. He'd be begging you, right? So it's the same, it's the same kind of concept. He's told you all these problems and how it's fucking his life up. And you just tell him how you've fixed those problems for other people and ask him if he wanted some of the same shit. You get what I'm saying? If you did it right, he should be begging you to buy. But you got to never lose that frame. You got to never look like, yo, man, I got the shit. But you got to really have it. It's got to be real. It's not something you can fake. So selling a bad product or you're for a company that's selling bad shit, you should fucking get the fuck out of there and like work for a company where you can do this shit with integrity. Because otherwise you're lying. And, you know, it's weird, man. People can tell when you're bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? They can feel it. But if you really feel like your shit is the shit, man, it's fucking, it's easy. And that's why when people ask me, oh man, Brandon, can I close for you? Can I be one of your closers? No. All my closers are fucking former students because they come in with this conviction. What happened was they started a fucking fitness business. They made a bunch of money, but they realized, you know what? <laughs> this part, I don't want to do this. I'd rather just sell the shit and then go about my day. And then I was like, hey, man, let's go. Let's do it. And not that it, it sucked. It, it's just more responsibility than anyone. But when they found out that, but they, they made money doing it. Like all my, they're successful students who just didn't want to do this part anymore. 
right? So they ha- they come in with what? Conviction. They know their shit is fucking fire. They know this shit is fire, right? You got to have that. If you don't have that, then you need to move to a different product or service. And you, you should fucking buy the shit you sell. If you sell solar, you better have that same solar shit in your crib. If you selling fucking cable or some shit, you better be fucking loving that cable. Like you got, you got to be convinced. So you come in like, yo man, we got this shit, man. Fucking fuck you mean, you know? So you got to have the price frame and then E greater than L. L is logic. Never try to convince these motherfuckers of anything from a logic perspective. Never try to fucking use logic. Logic will have you all fucked up. It's all about emotions. This is your brain. Logic happens in this part of the brain, the neocortex. This is where you think, you do math, create. This is where humans created language. This is how we were able to rise to the top of the fucking food chain, eat and kill all the other animals. The mid part of your brain is like emotions and shit. You know what I'm saying? This is like where the emotions come from. And then you don't have to worry about the rest of it. The rest of it is just like keeps you alive, keeps your heart pumping and shit, keeps you breathing air, converting oxygen into carbon dioxide, shit of that nature, right? This is green because this is where the money is. This is where the decisions are made. The neocortex just executes the decisions. And if you don't believe that's true, think about like people have children. There's no like real fucking logical reason to have children, right? The only reason they have is because they want a legacy. They want to pass it down. It's cool. It's a good reason. I'm not saying it's, it's bad, but that's a total emotional reason. And it's a big decision to make. If you were only thought about logic, there's no way you would have kids. It's an emotional decision. And it's everything. If you have any sort of decoration in your house or room or anywhere, it's just emotional. If it was just logic, it would just be fu- everything would be functional. Emotions make a decision. Your neocortex just executes those decisions. So if you start talking about logic and shit, you're gonna lose them. Ain't no money here. But here's the here's the here's the most important sentence you'll ever hear in sales. The decisions people make are based off the emotions they feel at the time they make the decision. So emotions fluctuate throughout the day, maybe throughout the moment, especially if you are a female woman. <laughs> and it's um, it, it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna fluctuate. And you all know this because you've all done shit that you regret because you were in a bad mood or something. And if you, you might've done shit you regret because you were in too good of a mood too, you know? You was high off that OG Kush, you did some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? It happens all the time. You, it's happened throughout your life. That's the story of most of y'all's lives. How do I get more motivated? Or like you, you're literally saying you can't act because you don't feel the emotion of motivation. Emotion has been controlling your decisions since you was a baby, and it's no different now. But it changes, so that's why this is constructed in a way. They're in heaven, then they go to hell, then they go to fucking the depths of hell, <laughs> and then you show them the path to redemption. You take them on the whole fucking hero's journey. You take them on the whole fucking uh, Joseph Campbell hero's journey. Think about every movie you ever see, man. Oh, there's a hero. He wants to accomplish something, right? But damn, man, he has to go through all these trials. Then it gets worse. It looks like he might not even win. He meets the fucking mentor or or the helper or some shit. Then he goes on, man, and he slays the dragon. Then he shows him his life after. That's the whole hero's journey. That's every movie you ever watch. Luke Skywalker, man. Damn, he wants to save the universe and be a space magician right? Boom. He can't fucking get the space magic right, man. He keeps fucking up. They losing fucking space battles. Then he meets Yoda. Yoda teaches him how to use the space magic. Boom. 
Luke Skywalker kills his motherfucking daddy, fucks his sister, saves the universe. That's how the whole story went, right? Let's do it again. Motherfucking Lion King. Oh shit, I just can't, I just can't wait to be king. He was singing the song, dancing in dancing in the jungle. I can't wait to be king, right? Look, oh, sounds dope. Oh shit, my daddy fucking dies, man. Oh shit. Damn. It's like, man, I, I want I, I I could be king no more, but instead, man, I'm just living out here with these motherfucking animals I should be eating. I'm a bitch now. Then he meets his girl that he had a crush on. The monkey comes back, shows him what's up. Bam, he kills his uncle, gets some lion pussy. Now he's king of the jungle. Rocky, damn, man, I want to be a pro boxer. Man, my life sucks. I can't do it. Ooh, but I want to go on this journey, man. Maybe I, I, I can I can fight fucking Apollo Creed. Uh, but then he meets then he meets the nigga, the fucking the old man who has him punching fucking dead cows, right? And chasing chickens and shit. He goes the distance. Yo, Adrian. Boom. I mean, it's every fucking movie. It's the whole hero's journey. We do that. We do that whole shit within the script. We take him on the hero's journey. What else they going to do except for fucking be excited to give you money so they can actually do it in real life? It's fucking of course this is going to happen, man. John Wick. Oh, he's chilling. He's living a good life. Boom. They fucking, they kill his dog or some shit. They kill his dog and, or some shit. <laughs> then he, he starts fighting niggas. He's fighting more niggas. He don't know if he's going to win or not. Then he meets the fucking home, the, the homeless king or some shit. Lawrence Fishburne. Man, he goes off and he kills a bunch more people. It's lit. <laughs> every movie you have, every movie, bro. It follows this hero's journey script. You're just taking them down that fucking script in your brain. What the fuck else they going to do? Except for give you some money. If your shit is, is legit. But you got to take them through that journey. And you got to make them feel that shit emotionally. And you got to really make them feel like they can actually accomplish it. And it's got to be true. Otherwise, you're just going to get a bunch of refunds. And you ain't going to get that commission. Because refunds come out of your commission. You know what I'm saying? So you, you want to get that money back. If you follow this, you'll be able to make money in sales. Remember, he's going to have to put in the hours, especially if you want to get as good as my guys. Like my guys have fucking all of them. Like the top guys have over 10,000 hours. Dudes was putting 80, 80% close rates. I showed that to one of my entrepreneur friends and he just, he just, he just did not want to believe it. I was like, well, of course, of course, man. Do your sales guys got over a hundred, over fucking 10,000 hours? No. Shut the fuck up, white boy. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to this all the way to the end. And in case you're looking for more free content and more free stuff that'll help you make money, build your muscle and your mindset, join our free Victory Unit Discord channel. It's 100% free. And I have free courses in there that you can download right now, today, 100% free. And we're putting new courses in there all the time. We're in there answering your questions. There's a group of people who are super serious about obtaining elite level success. And if that's you, go ahead and join the Discord. But don't join, you know, if you want to be average or mediocre. That's not the place for you. You won't find anything for you there. Right? If you want to be a regular guy who does regular shit until you die, that's cool. I'm sure you got redeeming qualities. The Victory Unit Discord, you won't find a lot of value for you. Now, if you're a guy who's hell-bent on success and will not allow anything to stop him from accomplishing his goals, you fucking need to join the Victory Unit Discord. You need to stop whatever you're doing, whatever it is. It's not more important than joining the Victory Unit Discord right now. I don't care if you're holding a baby, you know what I'm saying? If you're at work, put the baby down. Walk out of that meeting, join the Victory Unit Discord right now, right? It's the most important thing you'll do if you're serious about success. And in case you're into video podcasts, you can find and watch this episode on my YouTube channel as well, all right? Holla at y'all. Peace.